Breasts have a long evolutionary significance of feeding the young, but mostly a recreational significance in modern times. Their use, misuse, and abuse is a subject of heated debates in many social settings, but still, little is understood about keeping them healthy throughout a lifetime. From a distance, breasts are simply pedunculated, soft tissues attached to the chest walls of females that serve a primary function of feeding infants. Our apologies to adult enthusiasts, but we stand by that fact. Breasts vary in size, texture, and even consistency across populations, races, and demographics, but their underlying structure is essentially the same. Think about brewing alcohol, if you can. The farm provides raw materials that are added together and cooked in a huge pot. After cooking is done, alcohol will flow via pipes to their destination of filling up bottles to prepare for general consumption. A breast is made up mainly of fat, blood vessels, lobules, lobes, ducts, and a nipple. The lobules are stimulated by hormones to synthesize milk and other nutrients, and their products are then sent to the lobes where they are further processed and mixed with more nutrients and antibodies. Everything then drains through ducts and exits via the nipple. Every single month of a woman's reproductive age, breasts are always working to prepare to feed any offspring in case of conception during any given menstrual cycle, hence their primary function. However, if there is no conception and no offspring around, this is when their primary function can be recreational. In a sense, the function of breasts can be summarized as the two FS, feeding and fooling around. Broadly speaking, the breast can be thought of as made of two parts, the lobules and ducts. Cells that line or make up these structures normally grow and die in a cyclical fashion as they respond to hormonal stimulation of the menstrual cycle. With monthly cycles, cells grow and die or regress as part of their normal function in response to hormonal changes. When your body produces a hormone, cells grow, and when the hormonal stimulation is gone, cells will die or regress. When one of those cells grow due to hormonal stimulation and then refuses to die or regress as normally instructed after the stimulation is gone, it begins to multiply and make more stubborn cells like itself. These stubborn cells keep growing and multiplying until the body cannot hold it anymore to the point of forming a mass of those stubborn cells, and this is called cancer. It all starts with one little brat that corrupts other cells to refuse to die and promote many like them. This is just like how one corrupt individual that gets into an elected office and corrupts everyone else in the position of power to result in a corrupt government that can potentially cripple the country. Once the normal function of a system is disturbed, the result can have devastating effects. What gives rise to these stubborn cells remains a crucial subject of intense research. We have only managed to uncover, learn, and understand some of the factors that increase the chances of developing these corrupt cells, also called risk factors. Greater than if you can eliminate these so-called risk factors that you can control, you may be able to significantly lower your chances of developing breast cancer in your lifetime. One very important concept, but usually forgotten is that breasts grow and mature in three distinct phases. The first stage is the prepubertal phase when breast cells are there, but due to lack of hormonal stimulation that starts at the onset of puberty, they remain hidden until phase 2 starts. Phase 2 is when breasts grow in response to estrogen and progesterone, and this is noticeable from puberty. In this phase, breasts can grow to their adult size, but would still be immature until phase 3 as well as the final phase of breast development, which starts after childbirth. Phase 2 is completed after the first childbirth, and breasts mature in the third and final phase. In phase 2 breasts are fully grown but immature, and this is the time when breasts are most susceptible to environmental insults that can lead to cancer. 
Women who spend the most time in phase 2 have a higher than average chance of falling victim to breast cancer because of this reason. In general, women who choose to start families later in life have a higher lifetime risk of breast cancer. However, breast cancer is known to have multiple risk factors, so eliminating other risk factors can lower your lifetime risk of breast cancer even when you choose to stay in phase 2 of breast development for your entire life, that is, when you choose not to give birth at all. Uh-huh.